0: All right, Principal Matters podcast episode 302. Oh. Hi friends, this <laughs> is Will Parker and Jen Schwanke is here too today, bringing you Principal Matters the school leaders podcast where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. And this week we're talking about ideas for a principal reboot over your break jen schwanke is the deputy superintendent at dublin city schools and the author of i'm going to now just say several books on school leadership including one that's coming out that we hope this summer but jen welcome back and we were talking just a little bit about the crazy or actually the beautiful weather happening in ohio but if people could see you they would see that uh, you don't, you don't look like the weather's warm. You're like dressed in wool and it looks like you're ready for winter.
1: Right. I had to apologize um, for those of you that can't see the video here. um, As you're listening, I I am, I'm dressed like it's about two degrees because like many of us, the air conditioning um, does not have common sense. and So it's very cold in my office, but Ohio is beautiful this time of year. And I'm really enjoying summer break, which is what we want to talk about today, right? Well, the, yeah. a, a different pace means that we, we might have a moment to stop and think.
0: Yes. And, you know, here's the thing, Jen, summers are so weird because when I talk to principals, you know, most of them will smile when someone asks them, what do they do over the summer? because they know that they never really stop working. You're hiring people, you're setting schedules, you're, you're restocking, I call it the, you're restocking the cruise ship for the next tour. And, uh, and, but there are some things that summer provides. And for those of you that are listening in Australia, I apologize because you're not in summer, (laughs) but I'm just going to speak to those that I most likely connect with in my schedule, uh, which is in the lower 48 here. But the, um, But normally summer does give us an opportunity to to breathe a little more because we're not putting out fires every single day. We're not dealing with the same situations that we do on that hour to hour to hour basis. And so today we just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, um, some of the questions to be thinking about as you're stepping into summer. And Jen, some of this content I was hoping we could pull from your book, Principal Reboot, Eight Ways to Revitalize Your School Leadership, because you share a lot of great lessons in that book. On just some ways for principals to be rethinking their planning and strategies as they move ahead,
1: right. I wrote that book for that exact reason. You know, sometimes we get stale, we we do things over and over and over for several years running, and we don't rethink them. And um you know, veterans need inspiration and a reboot for just as much as, as anybody in a new role needs to have some support and some thinking through, um, ways to get better. I was thinking about this, this podcast that we were going to record when I was sitting in a professional development recently. I'm, I'm really lucky to lo- to work in a very large district and over the summer, The folks at central office offer ongoing PD for principals and it's kind of come if you can don't if you can't no big deal no pressure. And I was struck by the mood in the room when I walked into one yesterday it was a special education legal update. And everyone was all the principals were just so relaxed they were really attentive. They, nobody was, you know, anxiously looking at their phone or worrying about something happening back at the building. And so I thought, man, what a wonderful time it is when we are on break to really stop and listen. And Mm -hmm. not only to experts who can provide PD, but also to ourselves, I I actually stood up and said to, to a couple of people, look at how much better learners we are Mm -hmm when we're able to shed some of the anxiety of our everyday work. And I think there's something important in there for us to think about during the school year too, that we are better leaders, we are better learners, and we're better absorbers of information when we let ourselves relax a little bit in the learning. That's something to think about.
0: It's so true. I'm laughing because I was doing a um, leadership simulation module yesterday with a colleague of mine, and it was on... um, school culture and it was this it was this portal where you can go through these scenarios for principals and they were in the scenario was trying to improve school um, culture through collaborative working with your teams and the scenario said something to the effect of you're meeting with your team on a wednesday night to talk about this and and and, and it, there's a lot of conflict in the room and i just started laughing and we paused the scenario and i just said whoever who wants to <laughs> a collaborative team together on a Wednesday night. Right. The, mistake number one. <laughs> yes. Pick, that is pick, a huge mistake. <laughs> pick your time, pick the appropriate time and place for when right. you want to are learning. So, so Jen, summer is a, I think is the appropriate time right. for us to pause and, and think a little bit about some of these things too. So let's just, um, let me ask you to go first. What are some areas that might be helpful for principals to be examining as they're stepping into summer?
1: Well, I'm going to jump on that example I gave previously, the special education um, update. The team that was presenting the PD in this scenario, they had been to a conference in February or March, but they saved what they learned because they knew- February or March was not the time to go give that to principals. You know, we're all drinking from a fire hose in February and March and in April and May. They knew to pause and save that information for when it could be better absorbed. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, special education law is something that is constantly evolving. And in my view, we're constantly getting better at, at interpreting and implementing law, And, you know, I remember 25 years ago when I started, students did not have the rights they have now in the special education space. And we have come so far in that realm And so I think that um, summer is the time to really think how something um, might be worded in an IEP or about how we may be offering too many accommodations in some cases or how we're not really working toward independence as much as we should. those the summer is the time to really think about students that are on your special education caseloads. And how you might uh, support your intervention specialists, your pros or aides, and your special education team throughout the year. And um, it gives, you know, it it doesn't require an immediate implementation of anything because you have time to think. So special education is something that I think um, really does um, provide a lot of opportunity in the summer. Another one that's fun for me is technology integration. I find my mindset is so different in the summer when I have time to play around with a new tool or a new app or a new database in during the school year when you know the bell rings and here comes the students I always feel so rushed to become a master at anything to do with technology. And in the summer, I have time to say, you know what, I'm going to play with this. And if it doesn't make sense to me today, I'll just log off and try it again tomorrow. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So that's one that that's another one that works for me. And then I always really enjoyed as a uh, in the summer being able to think about how to develop my teacher leaders a little bit better Um, during the school year. Again, when everybody's so busy, including those teacher leaders, it's hard to sit down and say, okay, how can we get better? What are our goals? What are we going to work toward in the summer? You can meet for coffee. You can go for a walk. You can invite folks in for lunch and talk about your, your dreams as opposed to your
0: must-dos. I love all of those. And so let me just piggyback on a little bit of that because and again, I know we're preaching to the choir when we're talking to leaders, but sometimes it's helpful just to say the obvious. But Summer, you're going to be transitioning You, every school year, not just with special education, but with new laws and mandates, depending on wherever you live. And so you do need to begin to think about how you're going to integrate any of those changes that have been made for you, because sometimes there are just changes made for you, whether it's at the district level, state level, or federal level. I mean, I just opened up the new guidance from the U.S. Department of Education on Title IX last week, and it's 700 pages, <laughs> right, Jen, right. 700 pages. <laughs> and so how do you digest information that your teachers may need? What you know? What's the biteable information they may need to know? And what can you protect them from knowing? Because sometimes they don't need 700 pages of content, but the same thing happens with updates to your policies or your handbooks, making sure that summer's a really good time to tweak those documents and make sure that they're consistent. I love to use summer to plan ahead. So I like to just kind of look at my up the coming year, my calendar, and begin to just take my new set of who's my my remaining staff, if I've got my hires. And for some of you, you may still be hiring as you go through the summer. But I begin to just map out. And I've talked about this before, Jen. This is just a will thing. But I always would map out my observation visits for the full year in advance by taking at least a couple of teachers, two or three teachers a week, and placing them on my calendar in advance so that I could prioritize them. It didn't always mean it worked, but I could prioritize. These are the people I want to make sure I'm getting in the classroom so that I could spread it out and strategize. And then I would put that on a spreadsheet for myself and my admin team members, because I was in a school that had a couple of assistant principals. And we would share that document with the teachers. Here's where we plan to be in our strategies to be in your classrooms. And it was helpful for both all of us, because number one, it was a priority. And number two, everybody was kind of on the same page and understanding that this is a priority. So we can tweak our calendars together as the year moves forward. Um, I love the idea of development of your teacher leaders in the summer, too. I remember um, one summer in particular, we were really struggling with student data on our kids that I'm just going to call at risk. The kids especially that were transitioning from middle school to high school. It, we had asked for the data from our middle schools to see how many of those kids had actually earned credits before they came to the high school, because there were a lot of kids that were being promoted because they had aged out or because it was the decision their parents wanted. This is just the way our district worked. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing if it's good or not. But what we did was we took a summer and pulled in a group of teacher leaders and bought some Mexican food, and just sat around and said, "What can we do to help these kids? Because these are kids that have really struggled, that have not been successful, and we know they're coming to us because the middle school can't keep a sixteen year old, you know, who's growing a beard around right. a bunch of sixth right. graders, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, how can we how can we better serve these kids? And we spent a couple of meals over the summer just brainstorming and coming up with ideas. And it's actually where we launched a mentorship program that our te- this was teacher led where they decided, let's grab a group of volunteer teachers who would volunteer to meet with these at-risk kids once a week just to look at their grades with them. And let's find some students who would also be willing to volunteer to team up with us to to help mentor them. It was a lot of work, but it was really effective. And that only happened because we had space. And we took that time. I didn't require the meetings. I just invited some folks that I thought would be interested, and they were. We provided them some free food and just had just that, that, that downtime to just really collaborate and talk about ideas,
1: which was helpful. You know, what I love about that open house workshop type meeting is there is no guilt. If you're, you, you can't put guilt on teachers if they can't be there. And then what I find is ironically that no guilt makes them more prone to coming and saying, Hey, tell me what I missed. Tell me how I can get on board with what you decided. Whereas in the school year, if there's a mandatory meeting and someone can't be there because they have, you know, s- some sick time needed or, or a conflict, they they tend to feel more defensive in catching up. You know, like, hey, I, I couldn't be there. And, and I'm sorry about that, but but tell me what I need to know. It just feels differently catching someone up from an optional meeting in the summer, as opposed to a missed mandatory meeting the rest of the school year. And I'm sure we could unpack that more, but I just love the come if you can, if you don't, it's fine. I love that approach because it really does um, get to the core of the purpose about why you're there. Now, Will, we're not done talking about what we should do in the summer, but can I say what I think summer should not be? Yes. (laughs) I'm talking to you new principals Summer is not a time to worry about things that you don't know will happen or that you don't know enough about to uh, form anxiety. Um, there, summer is a time to let some things go. We as, as principals often want and need and thrive on control, but there's so much we don't know. Um, a good example is the um, federal government came out with some, you know, an extension of the school lunch program. There are so many questions, right? And I got a ton of emails from folks asking me, Hey, what does this mean? What does this mean? And my answer was, well, let's just wait, let's wait and pause. Let's let the lobbyists and the education officials and the food service providers. Let's let them all worry. This is not something that we can put on our plate right now. We don't have to figure out how on day one we're going to have the lunches served. So um, I am speaking to new principals there, but I'm also speaking to all of us. There's just so much that you don't even know yet that you should be worrying about. And then yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. So many times we we just waste so much time worrying, and. Um, the second thing that I think summer is not for is for looking backwards in the rearview mirror and beating yourself up for mistakes or missteps that are already gone. Just let it go. You know, we, we are better leaders if we um, acknowledge missteps, but don't sit in them. Mm-hmm. So um, I think summer is the time to let go and say, you know what? We're going to have a great year next year. And, and um, we'll worry about the barriers when they come.
0: I like that. You're reminding me of a funny lesson I learned when I was a new assistant principal. I was assigned with a veteran principal. She'd been doing this work a long time. And I remember one of my first days or weeks in the building, um, a staff person walked up and was just um, kind of venting and unloading on somebody who'd been in the building the night before and was really upset that they had misplaced something when they were there. And and, and and talked for quite a few minutes about this concern. And when she walked away, my principal just looked at me and said, well, let me just tell you right now, if you ever think you're going to understand everybody who's in this building at all times after hours, you're going to waste yourself a lot of energy. <laughs> she said, I gave up years ago worrying about who's in this building after it closes because right. I don't get to make even make the decisions of who's in our buildings. It's right. an operations <laughs> decision. It's a decision of a schedule I don't control. And I've just learned a long time ago to smile and listen. And yes. then go on to the next thing. And I thought in the lesson I grabbed from that was, oh, principals don't control everything. So, right. And it's okay to just admit it.
1: Exactly. Especially in large districts, like to your point where, where a principal may not even have knowledge of who, why, where, what now. And, and so in that case, you, you know, you show your compassion, you show your empathy, you it's genuine. Mm-hmm. You really feel like, man, that must be a challenge, but, but then you can't lose any sleep over that.
0: I remember when I was a brand new teacher, this, I'm sorry, I'm a storyteller, but I um, had a summer school, no, a night class meeting in my classroom. So I'm a brand new teacher. And I came in the next day and I had this huge bag of mints that were on my desk and and they were gone. And I was so angry that I (laughs) I got on my email and I found the director of the night classes. And right. I told him, my mints were gone when I gave <laughs> it this morning. And the next day he brought me like a five pound bag of <laughs> mints. And he just smiled and said, I'm sorry, Will. I hope next time they don't take your mints. Yeah. And, and looking back at that now, I'm just like, what a great guy! He didn't right. even respond to my email. He just brought some men's by. Right. Well, <laughs> think. Let's think that through. He was doing exactly
1: what we're encouraging principals to do here. He recognized it was something he couldn't control. Mm-hmm. He tried to make it better. He showed the compassion and the empathy, and then uh, moved on down the road. He probably didn't lose too much sleep over it, but he knew how to fix it.
0: Yes, he did. And that <laughs> man is now a superintendent of a very yeah. large district. So he, he, he lessons learned well. I want to say a couple of other things about. Um, summers of, especially when you're reconfiguring teams uh, at the high school level, for instance, a lot of times student leaders would change over time. Your, your teacher teams might stay the same or change with with the new ad- additional staff. But I really enjoyed summers connecting with like my student council leaders or um, my national honor society leaders, because we usually had some seniors who could help us. And I know this could work at any level, but finding student leaders who could help provide leadership for the coming year. And so a lot of times I would meet with them in the summer and just ask them some questions. Like, have you guys thought about what you want your like motto to be going into next year? Do you have like a slogan that you want us to think about school wide? And it was so much fun because they would generate these things that they wanted to like, hold on to for the year. And it became a culture builder. And so it's a really good time to think about those culture things. I would also train a couple of student leaders to do all of our morning announcements because training students to do that meant that I could hand them a list of things or keep a a place where we would keep a list of announcements going. But once I had them trained, that meant that they were showing up, they were ready to go. My office secretary would hand them the mic and they would get things going so that if I was in a meeting or pulled aside in that morning situation, it was consistently happening and we would practice so that they would deliver it the way that I would want it delivered. But guess what? Kids listen to kids. Yeah. They yes. listen to kids.
1: And, and every time you invest um, energy and effort in the summer towards something like that. It's its time and energy and effort. You don't have to invest during the school year. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a perfect example of planning ahead for something that's going to pay forward to you for many, many months. And I think summer is, um, it, is such a good time to do those sorts of things that when I led at the elementary and middle level, we did the same thing. And there's nothing more fun than students coming in and you know getting their ambassador t-shirt, walking the halls, feeling special, feeling like they're going to be the ones that you know, lead the new student orientation, or are the welcoming committee on the day one, on day one, and it really does reinvigorate you as a leader too, because you you walk away from those experiences thinking, aha, that's why I do this right here, and their parents are grateful, and you've got a plan for the year coming forward, and it just makes you feel so prepared as opposed to that feeling where, you know, oh, how is it already the first day of school? I'm not ready. It, it's more um, mindful and thoughtful as you, as you really go to that first day of the school year.
0: It's also a great time to reconnect with parents, especially if you are, some of you, some listeners have contracts where you're not even in the building and some of you have contracts where you're still in the building, but it does, that downtime does give you an opportunity sometimes to just sit and have a conversation in ways with parents who drop by or come with questions to just dig a little deeper and, uh, and find out a little bit more of the perspective that's happening with your community, too. And so don't, you know, As it, I always think about three important groups when it comes to school leadership, Jen, and that's your students, and that's your teachers, and that's your community. So those parents, too, play such a pivotal role. And sometimes they get left for last. I to- loved PTO meetings in the summer.
1: I would have an executive board meeting or a PTO meeting. And you know, we would go to someone's back patio and have some snacks. I would always leave before somebody pulled out margaritas, but we would have a really great meeting, a planning meeting with parents. And again, there's no, there's just not that anxiety or that sense of intensity that you'll get during the school year. So it's a time to build relationship with parents and dream a little and think of good ideas. And, you know, like you said, a lot of it doesn't come to fruition. Um it, just because something's on a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just time to uh, share a vision and and do it over a, you know, warm atmosphere with some chips and
0: salsa. It is. I know that some people will already be thinking about things like um, those welcome back nights and those orientations. And so summer is a good time to kind of to, to strategize for those things because you want to make sure that whatever you're doing for your community or your kids is something you would want to attend. Right. And, so, and so it's really important to, to to structure those in ways that it would be something you would take the time to do too. So this is a really good time to put the right people on the bus when it comes to those two. Um, it's
1: also time, Will, if I can interrupt to mm-hmm. cancel something too. If you wanna cancel something or not do it anymore, you know, let's say it's an April event that you think it's time has passed, we need to move on. And then you think about replacements, or you think about um, substitute activities, or you think about the messaging for something that you're going to move on from. And I do speak about that in the principal reboot. You know, there are times that something has just run its course and it's okay. Think mm-hmm. about them, you know, if, if there is somebody in the community or the staff that's going to miss that certain activity, just think about the messaging, who the stakeholders are, who you need to talk to. And then you can move forward with that with confidence because it's not, it won't seem like it was last minute or that it was a response to something else. It will be, it will be obvious that that it was thought through.
0: Michael Bungay Stanier has a great book called The Coaching Habit: Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever, Jen. And it confirms what you've had, what you put in your book, um, because he has a coaching strategy question that I use all the time. And it is this, if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? Right, right. <laughs> and we're so bad at that. We're we so bad yes. at it, right? We say and, yes to everything and almost and never principles. say no. <laughs>
1: Right. And principals are particularly vulnerable to that because we want to please people. And when teachers or students or parents come to us with an idea, we feel like such a jerk saying, yeah, no, that's not going to work. So mm-hmm. we say yes. And then we look at down the road and we think, my goodness, we are overloaded. And I've asked too much, not only of myself, but of my the people who would are running these things. And you're exactly right. Forever. Yes. There should probably be either a no or a, well, let's think this through. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. really think about our intentions with this.
0: Well, and there's parts of our jobs that we love and parts of our jobs that we don't. I did not enjoy budgeting, but that is still a good time the summer to really take a hard look at where your priorities are and what your goals are for the coming year. I was really grateful to be in a, a district in my previous district with a with a superintendent who expected us to set those priorities in the spring mm-hmm. and really make those priorities happen in the summer so we could get as much of our purchasing done. For those things over the summer. So that, that was helpful. Summer was a good time for me to really nail down those, those needs we knew in advance, especially in things like science labs and all the material that needs to come in and get those things budgeted early. And so, and, and those, and, and having your team members help leverage some of those orders and processes and things that they know they need better than you do. Teachers know what they need. Right. Um, and so, so making sure you include them in that process too, but man, my office would fill up with stuff over the summer. Right. Right. Um, and then,
1: thing. and then we should talk about capital purchases too. The really big things in mm-hmm. the summer is the time to meet with multiple vendors to get your, the, you know, pricing, whatever you're, district or your state requires in terms of large purchases. But I remember one year I needed to order a new stage curtain and some risers and those suckers are expensive. And I wanted a good price and I wanted a good vendor and I wanted accurate, you know, appropriate installation. And so I took one summer meeting with vendors and getting vision and then built my budget accordingly. And then the product didn't come for installation until the next summer. But I felt really
0: good about the product I had, had decided to purchase. Well, I love that. Well, Jen, as we wrap up this conversation on thinking about summer and planning ahead, um, you you know, I I just want to commend to leaders your book, The Principal Reboot, Eight Ways to Revitalize Your School Leadership. I know we've talked about it before, but this is a resource book. And so let me give you just a moment to just kind of over overview what folks can find if they reach out for that resource and how they can get a hold of it.
1: Yeah, I feel like I should say this book came out on March 17th, 2020, which was the worst day for any book to be released in the history of the galaxy. So um, it it isn't one of um, my best-selling books, let's say, just because it got hidden, I think, in, in all the things we were working through with the pandemic. But it was written just for veteran principals who were feeling a little stale, feeling a little tired, and needed some specific ideas. And I say specific, specific, um, multiple times because, you know, vague, Hey, feel better about yourself. Hey, have energy, be inspired. Doesn't work for me. I need specific ideas for, um, how to, how to reboot my own attitude sometimes. And so that was the intent of the book. And, um, I hope, I hope that some of those veteran principals out there would find it helpful.
0: Well, I just want to encourage Principal matters listeners. If you've got your summer reading list, to go online right now and look for the Principal Reboot because there's a lot of great content, everything from vision and redefining your mission, rebranding your school, reigniting those relationships with your staff and students and community, developing your teacher leaders, and then really focusing on the best use of your data and your operations and procedures and processes and all those principally things Um, that are so important. So Jen- You're making up words now, principally. I like it. (laughs) Well, Jen Schwanke, thank you for giving us this time today. And as principals, as you step into your summer, if you've got suggestions or things you'd love to add to the conversation, please reach out. You can always uh, find me on my website at williamdparker.com. And you can email me there at will at williamdparker.com. And how can folks connect with you, Jen?
1: They can find me and all my information at jenschwanke.com.
0: All right. Well, until next time, thanks for doing what matters. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.